What's going on, guys? It is Wednesday, August 18th, episode 165. And today I have Spencer Graham as my guest. He is the project lead for Dowhaas. So in this episode, we talk about nothing but DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, why they're so important, the effects they'll have on the future of various industries um, around the world, and you know why they're going to be critical for pushing blockchain adoption. So tune in to find out more and be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about DAOs, Dowhaas, and Spencer Graham. Enjoy. Spencer Graham, welcome to the Block Cash Podcast live. What's up? How are you doing today? I am doing real well. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, it's How a pleasure doing? to have you on. Um, where, where are you from? Where are you based? I am um, based out of Chicago for the last ten or eleven years. Yeah. How do you How do you like Chicago? I know we kind of talked about it, but for the audience, yeah. What do you think? What's um, your opinion? I think it's great. Uh, the winters, <laughs> as we discussed, and as probably many people know, are. Uh, can be pretty brutal, but uh, everything else um, is is pretty great. There's um, a lot of fun fun things to do. Uh, it's not exactly like the most um, big, the biggest hub for for tech or crypto, but there's there's a small passionate community here. Um, uh, one of the things I do is is help run the Chicago Ethereum meetup, mm-hmm. and and so it's really fun. We we did our first in person meet up the other the other week in in quite some time so that was that was really great to see everybody and talk about crypto and ethereum yeah when is when is that host is that like a an annual thing or do you just do it um, um we it we try to do it every month um we haven't yet found it like we haven't settled on a like a specific cadence like some other mm-hmm. other meetups but it's approximately once a month um pending pending schedules and speaking availability and stuff like that yeah, what's the agenda usually like? You just talk about Ethereum and what's going on in the space, or do you guys have like like a speaker lineup? Or yeah, pretty much usually what we do is we we bring in a speaker. Maybe it's a member of the community. Maybe it's somebody who is um, somewhere around Chicago. We've been doing more remote stuff recently, obviously, uh, and then usually we just have a kind of happy hour afterwards, sort of thing, and everybody talk about whatever's on their minds. Nice, nice. I'll have to check that out at some point if I ever make it to Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah. Just don't do it in the wintertime. It's, it's too brutal. <laughs> well, we, we will do it in the wintertime, but we will also do it in the not wintertime. So there, there should be plenty of opportunities for, for you to come join us. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. Anyways, tell me a little bit more about yourself um, and, and your background. Like, how did you get into the space and into crypto and what sparked your curiosity? Why did you want to be in this industry? Yeah. Um, it's sort of a, a little bit of a meandering path, but I... I started getting into crypto in around 2016 and then you know, a little bit more heavily in, in 2017. And um, I had kind of been tracking Ethereum and Bitcoin for, for some time, but what really, really like aggressively threw me down the, the rabbit hole was I just started a job um, in, in healthcare, a big healthcare corporation. And it, became so obvious how many <laughs> how many problems in healthcare all stem from this core idea that uh, patients don't own their own data and that all that health data is kind of locked up in, in different silos and that creates all these different weird perverse incentives and business models that just don't really work well for 
for healthcare. At, le at least that's the way it here, works here in, in the U.S. I'm sure mm -hmm. other people from other countries may have different experiences, but it it just was really striking. And as I started learning about that and kind of simultaneously learning about Ethereum and smart contracts and decentralized storage and uh, composability, the the light switch just kind of went off, and I thought, wow, that's this is. Um, really our best hope to to fix healthcare. And kind of from there, I started trying to learn all, all that I could. I went down a really big, long, uh, like privacy technology and like encryption technology rabbit hole. And then it sort of opened up from there into everything that is Ethereum. Um, and I kind of just couldn't really take my eyes off it and all of my sort of free, free intellectual time was spent on crypto and, and especially Ethereum stuff. Um, and then it, that sort of, that kind of continued until early 2020. I ended up going to, to East Denver, and I had had this idea um, and created a. We we did a hack with a, a couple of my teammates, and that was something called Save Die. And from there, I, I sort of kept working on on Save Die with uh, Ksenia and, and Doug, um, and I, then I just sort of started to meet a bunch of bunch of different people. Started contributing to Clear Fund, which is a, like an on-chain uh, quadratic funding protocol. Um, and then from there, met a couple of people in, in Raid Guild, which is sort of a, uh, which is a DAO that is basically acts as a Web3 dev shop. And we do everything as a DAO, almost basically like a, just like a, a co-op model kind of thing. And then from there, I, I got pulled into a few other things, uh, one of which is, is DAO House. And that's kind of, long story short, that's um, where I, I spend a lot of my time today. Uh, as in addition to a lot of the other things I, I talked about. So I'm sort of all over the place, but I have a, a home within kind of the, the meta cartel family of, of DAOs and, and communities, uh, Raid Guild and, and especially DAO House. Yeah, it sounds like you've kind of gotten around a little bit in the space and done quite a few things. Um, is it DAOs that like interest you the most? Is that why you spend so much time on it? Um, I, I think so. It, it's hard to say there's one particular thing that interests me the most because one of the coolest things about crypto is that is like it's the confluence of everything and that's kind of where i like to sort of sit i'm a product manager by background and, and training so i sort of have like skills across a wide um skills and interests across across a wide swath of of areas so like sitting at the nexus of everything is what i really like to do and and maybe that is why i like dao so much because um people talk about the dao space and it's starting to get when somebody says that, it's starting to basically be like talking about the company space or like the nonprofit space. That's almost mm -hmm. so so big and so generic as to not mean anything. But it also means that DAOs touch everything. There's there's DAOs for every kind of organization that you can imagine, or or at least I think there will be. So that's maybe one of the reasons why I am drawn to DAOs. Yeah. Do you see it as like this like universal tool that a lot of different enterprises will be able to use in the future? Um, you know, on top of blockchain and I know there's so many things you can do with blockchain, obviously, but I know DAOs, you know, they can plug into, you know, just about every industry. Yeah. A hundred percent. DAOs, at least the way I, I see them. And I think a lot of, um, the people that I, that I work with, especially in DAO house, see DAOs as just fundamentally a human coordination technology and a human coordination, um, uh, human co coordination infrastructure and, what is all of life other than human coordination? So we really see DAOs, and I, 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 I certainly see DAOs as kind of bleeding into everything 
that that humans do. I'm sure there's also going to be uh, DAO structures that are uh, like more in the AI world, where like the instead of human members of DAOs, you start to get AI members of DAOs. That's a super fascinating fascinating area um, that. Yeah, that's it could probably be a whole podcast on its own, but so um, yeah, could you have a DAO with uh, Alexa and Siri and um, what, what are the other ones? Cortana and Bigsby, like all yeah. like on a committee for a DAO. <laughs> yeah, you you basically, I mean, Bitcoin is almost that way. Like, if imagine if if um, and they may, like, for all we know, they may already be running their own nodes and, and mining rigs, like mm-hmm. Siri or whatever AI. AI whatevers. Um, and like, so that's going to work. P- people talk about Bitcoin being the first DAO. And, and I think that's almost so obvious as to be, or so true as to be almost obvious at this point. Um, for me though, the way I like to think about Bitcoin as a DAO is as, as a really great and obviously the first example of, of a protocol DAO, of a DAO that uh, that is oriented primarily about preserving itself, preserving the, the DAO or, or the protocol and the humans or whatever other inter, other actors are, are, are part of it are really kind of not important. Um, they're important because they respond to incentives and do things that the DAO or the protocol wants them to do. But um, sort of the goal of, of Bitcoin is to, and I think Bitcoin has achieved this, is to be a protocol where whereby if the, <laughs> if the founder up and leaves, then it, it's still going to keep running. And if anybody gets hit by a bus, it's still going to keep going. Um, and those kind of DAOs are almost like the goal is to abstract away the humans, which mm-hmm. has a role in, in the world and I think is really powerful and, and interesting. Uh, but it, that's just one one type of DAO. And, and I think where I have started to become more interested and in, I think where DAO House is going is a little bit more towards DAOs that support the humans that are that make them up and kind of empower those humans to do things collectively and live shared values and and accomplish shared goals together. So not abstracting away the humans, but lifting up the humans and and empowering them. Yeah. Let's talk about Dow house for a minute. Like is, so is that like the primary goal to, um, you know, form this like collaboration with people through Dow house or like, or is there something more specific in terms of like a mission or a goal? Yeah, we've been, we've been riffing, for some time on, on what we should, like, do we have a mission that we can kind of get down into one sentence? And I think where we've landed recently is unlocking the next tier of community collaboration. Uh, humans are, uh, you could also throw the word coordination in there instead of collaboration, potentially. It's a very similar concepts. Mm-hmm. Humans are most productive and happiest and, and kind of at their best when they're part of communities. And so we really want to focus on creating and facilitating the the collection of communities into into really um into into groups and organizations that can help those the individuals within those communities live their best lives and do their best work got it do you have any examples or use cases of that currently um yeah this is a little bit selfish of me but uh i think Raid Guild is a really strong example of that. And Dow House itself is almost, I shouldn't even say almost, is a really strong example of that. And the reason I say it's selfish of me is because I, about a year ago, I I kind of skipped this part in in my answer to the first question. About a year ago, I uh, 
I was able to quit my that that corporate healthcare job because I had started contributing to to Raid Guild and to Dow House just on the side, but I was able to ramp up really quickly into full-time work, essentially. And now the way that I structure my my life is really the way that that I want. Um, and I can work with really great, great people and feel part of a community and feel part of accepted as part of a group, uh, both within Raid Guild and Dow House and, and other other communities. But they're almost like uh, I, I see them as like blurring the line between uh, work and, and play or uh, like work life balance. Mm -hmm. um, within those communities, within those DAOs, I'm able to do really, really meaningful and, and what I think of as, as very important work, but then also hang out with and, and talk to really interesting people about about the stuff that I care about. Yeah, and, so is it, is it this one right here, Raid Guild, a decentralized collective of mercenaries ready to slay your Web3 hey. product demons? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah, we are heavy on the memes, uh, sort of a, a Dungeons & Dragons inspired uh, aesthetic. Uh, we, we're all about uh, going to slay those dragons together. Got it. Got it. Um, oh, you got one at YapDAO too. That's kind of cool. Communicate their message on a global scale. Nice. Um, yeah, I also saw you guys had a token. You have a marketplace. Like, what's what's up with this stuff? Yeah. So the the um, the token is kind of how we bring together our our broader community and broader ecosystem to share in the governance over over DAO House itself. Um, as well as over the 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 token itself and the, and the treasury and how we spend resources. Um, so from the very beginning, Dow House has been dog fooding its own its own vision. So we've been a Dow from the start. Uh, started as I think maybe ten or fifteen people, and we we started working together and we were able to to let to collect some some capital together and um, work as what you could think of as, as a mini company, but, or as a startup company, but structured as a DAO where we all shared in, in ownership and control over the funds that we have, over decisions that we make. Uh, and that has really, that has continued. Uh, the, the scale has gotten much larger. Um, so we, we launched a token that allow us, allowed us to sort of expand the control and the, the influence over decisions that, that we as a group make uh, to, to many other people, including many of the DAOs that uh, that use the Dow House platform. So Uber House is is sort of the 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 governing body of of Dow House of of the Dow House ecosystem. And Uber House is made up of I don't remember the number, maybe thirty to fifty different Dows. So it's I think one of the first Dows that the only members are are other Dows. So all of those Dows have each selected a delegate from within their own membership, mm -hmm. and they've staked. Or they've each DAO has tributed 500 house tokens, which is our token, and uh, by tributing those tokens, they get membership in our DAO, and then that allows them, or that basically grants them uh, shares in uh, shares in the DAO, which in, which involves uh, ownership over over the DAO itself and control over how we how that DAO spends resources like the house token to to build out new features or to um, to incentivize other behaviors within the community. One of those DAOs is what we call House DAO, or alternatively, uh, the WarCamp DAO. And that is made up of the, the original um, 
original contributors uh, to Dow House, as well as a, a whole number of other people who have joined on since. So you can kind of think of that, about that as the core developer or the core contributor DAO. Uh, and so that DAO is just one of, of many DAOs that, that establish the direction of, of Dow House. What's the most common use for a DAO that you see people when they want to set one up? Is it just for like running an organization or funding or for treasury purposes or like what, what's like most common that you see? Most common um, by, I think most common by number of DAOs is people just experimenting. We mm -hmm. see a lot of people coming onto the DAO house platform and, and summoning a DAO with a handful of their friends and sort of just seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. um, of the DAOs that sort of stick and become something, there's a handful of, of different use cases. The original, uh, the original flavor was a grants DAO. So this is the original Moloch DAO or Meta Cartel DAO um, are, are two of the probably biggest and, and best examples where a bunch of people come together. They have this shared interest in advancing a certain cause or a certain ecosystem and they, they, they pool their money together and then collectively they decide who to give that money to as, as grants to advance that cause. Okay. Um, like, does it have to be an individual or could it be like an entity? Joining? Yeah, yeah, joining. Um, no, it could absolutely be an entity. So Uber House is a great example of other DAOs being a member of, of that DAO. Uh, there are also a number of different members of the Meta Cartel DAO that are, uh, that are organizations or, or companies or, or other groups. Uh, some of those are are DAOs that, or are groups that Meta Cartel has given a grant to that have then gone on to do something really great and then have come back mm -hmm. and been able to tribute their own, some of their own funds back into the DAO and sort of uh, pay it forward and become a member. Got it. What's, uh, okay, and then what's this Haas marketplace that's coming soon, that's trademarked, the soon is trademarked? <laughs> so we so there's a couple different marketplaces that we are, that we're working on. One, we have an early version that is live today and people can sign up to, to join. That is, that's what we call the services marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, so I talked earlier about um, Raid Guild as basically a, a Web3 dev shop that's that's structured as a DAO. Um, you, you saw YapDAO on, um, on, uh, on the screen there. Those are two examples of what we call services DAOs. So the the analog to to a company would be a dev shop or a pr firm or uh any company that is providing services to individuals or other companies so not creating a product or selling a, a thing or a commodity but rather selling a, a service so any organization that has clients um, that is what a, a services dao could be or what could be a services dao um, so what we what we realized or recognized is that a lot of um so th there are a lot of grant styles like we talked about but then there are also a handful of pretty successful services DAOs that are using dow house so we were we sort of were realizing that there's a really interesting opportunity for those services DAOs to start to provide services to each other or provide service services to all the other DAOs that are on uh, the dow house platform and in the dow house economy or in the dow economy so to facilitate that, we're working on this services marketplace where we're making it easier for DAOs to hire other DAOs or for services DAOs to sell their services via our platform 
via that marketplace to to others who come come to check it out. And one of the great things about Ethereum is it makes the the, the payment rails really fast and, and easy, and we can create kind of custom logic that allows us to split the um, split the payments across different places and put them in um, in different DAOs or, or different vaults uh, depending on on who's selling the services. Yeah, so that's the of, services marketplace. What kind of services do these services DAOs um, you know offer generally, or like what are some of them? Um, so I so I we talked about the like Web three. Mm-hmm developer kind of kind of services so building a building a an app writing smart contracts writing subgraphs that sort of thing yapdao provides pr services so uh, we actually got in touch with with you via the services that yapdao provides to us um, uh, another one is called splainer dao so they they create documentation and kind of explainer videos um, for for other protocols and other other products or companies or DAOs. Um, and we, we kind of expect to see a, a ton of different people experimenting with um, what they can do with by starting a service DAO rather than by starting a traditional consulting firm or um, maybe there it's a, just a small group of friends who uh, want to provide some some legal services or something like that. Uh, LexDAO is, is another example of what we would call a services DAO, so a group of, of legal engineers and, and lawyers who are uh, Web3, very familiar with Web3. Got it, got it. Um, here's another question, and this is more like at a higher level looking down. Wh- what do you see, or where do you see, I guess, you know, DAOs going in, in the future? Like, where, where do you see their place in society? You know, if it becomes as big as, you know, we all think it will be through blockchain, um, you know, do you think it'll have a massive impact, or do you think it'll have... Um, impact on specific niche industries, um, or what do you what do you think? What's your opinion? I I, I think it'll have a massive impact. Um, it remains to be seen how long that will take. Uh, I, I I think I expect the impact to be primarily at first in in newer industries. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a reason that crypto people like to provide services or do things for other crypto people. Um, sort of this like all, like almost insular sort of economy, but I, I as new industries or new new niches start to emerge just as you know, humanity moves moves through time, I, I expect them to be aware of DAOs and to start to see the benefits of of how much easier it is to start a DAO and how much more impactful it, it can be to be working in a DAO rather than in a kind of top-down hierarchical hierarchical company. Um, so I, I see new companies or new new organizations that would have started as companies or would have started as as uh, legally defined nonprofits to instead start as DAOs. Um, and I expect um, in, like just groups of, of friends or social clubs to start to create or to use DAOs to organize and, and coordinate and and do fun things with each other, and then I see in in the longer run that seeping into to bigger enterprises, um, possibly through the the path of like as these big DeFi token driven DAOs start to gain even more prominence, like possibly through that route as well. Yeah, do you think company formation like LLCs and um, and S corps and C corps and stuff like that could be formed as DAOs instead of you know the traditional 
route of going through your state to set up a company? Yeah, I, I really hope so. Uh, I think Wyoming has been at the forefront of this in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I will admit to not fully understanding the degree to which their DAO, um, like their DAO entity situation is different than just a regular Delaware LLC or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can say is so, uh, there are a bunch of, of DAOs on DAO House that do have an LLC as a legal wrapper. And what that does is just points to the to the DAO smart contract and says, whoever is a member of this DAO is a member of the LLC. And when that changes, then the membership changes. And this address it owns or controls the DAO's or the LLC's funds. And it's kind of as simple as that. I would love for that to, or I would love for governments to recognize those entities without having to create an LLC at all. I don't know. <laughs> that may be right. quite far off, but that would be really great. You know, I've given that a lot of thought before. It's it's kind of interesting to think about because, you know, if you have a DAO, if you have a smart contract on blockchain, you know, it's not necessarily in a specific jurisdiction. Um, yeah. And I think it kind of avoids certain purview. And it's, it's kind of hard to say, you know, if you set up an LLC in Wyoming or you set one up in Nevada, you know, the, the rules are very different depending on the state um, and even in the country, too. Um, blockchain is not relegated to one state or to one country or to one city. So I think there's some issues there that probably have to tie like a, a traditional like corp- corporation or LLC to a to a DAO. Um, and this has got to probably be some kind of connection there to help give a little bit more guidance. I, I think that's what's probably slowing it down as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work to do. In, on, on that front, uh, both maybe uh, kind of with uh, just educating lawmakers and, and regulators about about DAOs and, and what makes them great, but then also just continuing to push on on the technology and on the community development stuff and just making it happen regardless of what what the current regulatory environment is and providing a a really great example to those regulators about what's possible. What's that like in Chicago? Are there a lot of people there that are really interested in crypto and blockchain, or do you see a lot of innovation there? Um, you know, people always talk about Miami. They always talk about, you know, you know Texas now trying mm-hmm. to be a huge crypto hub. And they talk about LA and San Francisco. Um, I don't always hear too much about Chicago, but like, do you see it or feel it there? Or are people like interested? Um, to be honest, I think at, on a on like a population level, less less so than mm-hmm. than some of those other places you talked about. But I think that might also just be um, Chicago as a as a whole may not just may just not be as good as talking about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people recently, especially with Miami and Austin, who have been very interested in in painting Miami and Austin as as that. And I, I have no doubt that it is that, but maybe maybe there are some other locations that are uh, just as vibrant. I will be also pretty candid and say that given the last year and a half of of the state of the world, I have become more disconnected from like what's going on in 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 Chicago than well, maybe I'll say not more disconnected, just more connected everywhere else. So, 
the specific location that I am in has less of an influence over me, and I hear I sort of as a share of what I see in the world it is uh, has has a lower share than um, than probably it had before. So I, I don't think I can speak too too specifically uh, to that, other than that we do have um, a handful of meetups and and people that that like to talk about this stuff. Uh, I don't see a ton of um, I don't see outwardly as much of the uh, of the the talking about it though as as in some other areas interesting interesting i wonder i wonder if that'll change in the future but yeah it, it's so many cities in the u.s are really jumping on and trying to become a hub for crypto I mean, you hear another mayor talk about it like every single month <laughs> <laughs> yeah our, our mayor has has not well we'll see we'll find out we will. um anyways one more question before we wrap up. What's, yeah, sure. um, what's your guys' like roadmap look like? Or what do you guys have on the horizon um, that's coming up, you know, going into the end of the year, going into next year in 2022, um, that you want people to be aware of or, um, or to keep an eye on? Do you have important updates or do you have partnerships or new use cases with DAOs or anything cool you want people to know about? Yeah, got, um, there's so 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 many things. I think what I'll I'll try to boil it down to, I'll try to provide like a more of a like a high level framework, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of based on these two different types of DAOs that I think maybe been hinting at a little bit. Like one is this big, wide, permissionless protocol DAO kind of thing. So a lot of the big token DeFi DAOs are are structured that way. Um, and then there's this other sort of more community-centric DAO. Often they start start smaller, and maybe they're permissioned, um, and that's really where DAO House is focused now. And we really do believe in in the value of those types of DAOs. We think there's going to be more of those DAOs than than any other types of DAOs. But at the same time, just like any company, um, a company doesn't look the same when it first starts as when it when it's ten years in or when it's much more mature. It, it grows and it changes and it, and it morphs and DAOs are going to be just the same, if not even more flexible and, and, and agile. And what we're trying to do is create the types of tools that allow DAOs to start a certain way and then kind of migrate or morph or, or have their infrastructure grow with them. Um, so we're working on, I think one of the first things that we're doing in that area is creating more, more ways for DAOs to interact with, with other protocols and other smart contracts and other DAOs. Um, we have a, a type of type of smart contract that you, we we allow DAOs to use in conjunction with their main DAO, which we call a minion. And we're we're working on a few different types of of minions that allow DAOs to do lots of different things. So it allows them to be more flexible with the way that uh, they're able to vote on on proposals. It allows them to um, do an earlier execution of actions when um, uh, if if it's if it's an especially important uh, important proposal when it comes to speed, uh, or to allow them to interact or or collect or sell or do lots of different things with NFTs, which is obviously a big area big area now, and then we're also contributing to an effort to create. So right now we use the the Moloch V2 uh, contract framework. That's what all the DAOs that that get deployed on on DAO House are. Um, we're contributing to a, a community effort to uh, 
develop the next version of, of the Moloch DAO framework, uh, which will be called Moloch V3 or might have a code name uh, BAL, B-A-A-L. And that um, we're hoping we'll be able to introduce much more flexibility as well. So allow a DAO to kind of grow from a, a, a small permissioned community and sort of morph into a, a bigger, potentially uh, permissionless, um, more granular kind of voting uh, community, potentially based off even uh, compound style voting and delegation and that kind of thing. So we're, we're focused on kind of, or in the long run, we're focused on the full spectrum of, of a DAO's life cycle and all the different types of things that a DAO may want to do, whether that's um, bring in new members in different types of ways or invest in or buy or even uh, sell NFTs, whether that's art or all the other things that we think NFTs are going to represent. Or, um, uh, and, and then the other thing that we're working on is how can we help DAOs to facilitate uh, their uh, their their community development, which is such an important part of of, of what a DAO is. Yeah, it sounds like you guys got a lot of things coming up for sure. <laughs> You'll still definitely stay busy. Yeah, for sure. And I guess if there's anybody listening who who likes what they're hearing or, or is interested in in exploring more or helping out, we, as mentioned, we are organized and we operate fully as a DAO. So our doors are always open for new contributors to come in and and help in whatever way they'd want. And um, whether that's just a little bit or whether that's on a full-time basis, every, everything is possible um, when you're contributing to a DAO. Yeah, if people want to contribute or get involved, where should they go? Do you guys have a community, a, dis, a Discord, a Telegram, anything like that? Yeah, Discord is the best place. Um, uh, so I, I think we have a, a unique link to that. I cannot recall, but if there's uh, show notes or anything, I can, I can share that with you. Also, people can go to DAOhouse.club and there'll be links to our Discord and, and, and Twitter and a bunch of other documentation about how to get involved or how to use the, the DAO House platform there. Okay, perfect. I'll have you send me some links um, in a little bit. Um, anyways, this is a good place to wrap up. Spencer, um, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today and share so much about uh, DAOs and DAOhouse. And I, I really like the, the Skyrim-esque theme of Dalhas with all these guilds and clans and talk about mercenaries <laughs> and stuff like that. I had a blast reading through the website. Um, but yeah, again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Super fun to to talk and, and um, thank you for, for having me on, on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, stay on for just a second. I'll talk to you and then otherwise we'll do it again in the future for sure. Yeah, great. That'd be awesome.